Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome back. So we left off by me talking about how I knew that I needed to kind of burn my plan B in order to really birth Online Marketing Academy. I'm the kind of person, and I naturally think this is because of how I was raised, I thrive under pressure. or I used to thrive under pressure. So when I started to really investigate what was available in the online space, I saw that there was a coach who was teaching marketing, how to create a program, how to sell it. And the reason why I was really attracted to her was because she was doing what I aspired to do. I used to love to hire people who were doing what I wanted to do because they've done it, right? They've done it. Makes sense. And I wanted to learn how she did it so I can also do it. So this coach was she was $7,000 or two grand a month, I believe it was. And I, I really, I wanted to hire her. And I was like, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I go all in on me? But what if my husband and I were just, we were recently engaged. So planning a wedding, we just bought a house. He was like, uh, quitting your job. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> like he was very, very nervous. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Like, uh, maybe I'll, I just kept saying like, I'll wait until this date or I'll wait until that date. And there was one morning when I was leaving for work and I'll never forget this. It gives me the chills every time I used to pray that God would provide a sign for me. Like God got me this far. Right. So, and I, and I knew he always had my back. So whenever I was up against the wall, even as a child, I would always ask for support, a sign, something to show me that I was going the right direction or that I should make a move, whatever. So anyway, I was leaving for work one day and naturally whenever I leave for work, I, the dogs are like locked up in the kitchen and I have the radio on for them. Like it's a, it's, it's a vibe, right? When I leave them, they're, they're feeling good. And we have like a really old dial radio and it's very staticky. And the station that was always on, I never changed it because I would just turn it on or off. The only station that ever played was the local station. Um, and that was it this day. However, when I turned on the radio clear as day, I mean, there was zero static. As soon as I turned it on, the gentleman, uh, the radio host said, do you believe in God? And I had full shivers down my whole body. Like it came in so crystal clear that I knew that it was meant for me. He says, do you believe in God? He said, we claim to believe in God, right? We claim to put all of our trust in him. But when push comes to shove, we, we don't. So he said, imagine standing in, in two boats, right? You have both feet in one boat. It's very wobbly. It's very uncomfortable. You're not actually making any movement. And when you're looking at the person standing in two boats, you're like, hello, just sit in one boat and sail away. We're so petrified of jumping into one boat and sailing into the unknown. We're so petrified of jumping into one boat and trusting that God's plan is better than our plan. So what we do our entire lives, we wobble in two boats and we and we preach and say that, oh, I believe in God. Of course, I have faith. Of course, I believe it's going to work. But but do you actually, right? And as he said this, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's talking to me because I've been contemplating quitting my job. So I literally took that as, I hear you, Lord. I hear you. 
and I'm going to quit my job. I, I went literally into work and I put in my two week notice. I put in my two week notice and my boss had asked me, is this about money? Do you want more money? And I said, nope, I'm quitting. So I, the next two weeks were a bit uncomfortable just with some higher up execs, Again, the, the the male, the glass castle figures just, I don't know, treating me poorly. Um, but I I was excited. I was excited to to do the damn thing, right? I had I had to step out of that one boat, sit in the boat and sailing the unknown. And I and I, I felt so good. Naturally, I was a little bit fearful, obviously. The the fear is a great navigator, uh, but I knew overall that I was divinely supported. And I felt that. Like I can't even explain the feeling, but I, I feel it now as I'm even telling the story. So after I had quit my job, I was like, awesome. And then I was like, oh shit, I want to hire that coach. And I, I don't have the money, right? Like I don't, where am I going to find two grand a month with absolutely no income? Right. So I did what I always do. And I, and I prayed on it and I said, God, like, (laughs) help me. My husband and fiance at the time is not going to loan me that money. We don't even have that. Right. Because we're, we're pinching pennies at the moment. And so I, I, the two weeks were going. So I knew that I'd have a paycheck after I'd quit. And I got a letter in the mail that said, Hey, do you want to cash out your 401k or do you want to continue using our services for your investment uh, plan? Whatever it was. And I was like, Oh my gosh, God, you're there. So what I did was I cashed out my 401k to hire this coach. I cashed out my 401k. My husband was livid. He thought it was the dumbest thing, right? Because we're used to, it's so interesting when we think about it, but like what we believe to be safe is only safe because we've been told that it's safe, right? The going to school, you will literally pay tens of thousands of dollars to go into debt for school and there's no guarantee of a job, but we believe there's a guarantee of a job, therefore it doesn't feel risky. And to me, I'm always my biggest ROI. I'm my biggest return on investment. I will always bet on me because I know I would rather be responsible for making that money back times a million than someone else being responsible for me making that back times a million. So it always made sense to me that if I continue to invest in me, I'm responsible for it. I know I can do it. I'm scrappy. Um, So I cashed my 401k and I hired this coach and it was the worst experience of my entire life life. So mind you, like I talked about in the last episode, I had, uh, online marketing Academy was, was a Google doc. It was ready to rock and roll. I had everything I wanted to talk about. Um, I knew I wanted to make it a, a pretty awesome program. I just didn't know how to market that kind of, it was a big program, like three months long. It was, was going to be one-on-one that moved to group, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to market that, which is why I wanted to coach. And this, this coach in particular, she sold me the way typical marketers sell, right? On the phone during our our sales call, she had said to me, she goes, well, if you give me your credit card right now, you lock in that that $1,000 saving or something. It was like so sleazeball-ish. And it was my first time ever being on a sales call that I was like, uh, and I was like, I, I physically cannot. I have to talk to my husband like or my fiance. It felt so icky. And I was just like, oof, I want to do things different. Like in my mind, I was just like, taking notes. Like I want to do sales calls different. I want to do that different. So I was just taking some mental notes and some inventory for how I wanted to run my business. But she, she made me feel very now we're never do or die kind of, kind of vibe. So I invested in her. I ended up having to use my husband's credit card, do the payment plan and then pay him back once my check cleared. And 
it didn't make sense to people, right? My first investment did not make any sense to people. People were like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I just feel like I need to do it. I felt like the biggest idiot when it was a bad, it was a bad investment because I didn't want to tell people about it. I was embarrassed because I didn't want them to feel like they were right. I didn't want them to, to see me as a failure, but the reason why this coaching experience was was less than was because she talked a big game. There was no direction. It was the, what do you need? And I was like, you need to tell me what I need. Uh, I don't know what I need. I don't know how to do this. This is where you come in. So I, the nice part about that terrible experience, I think everyone in that group ended up dropping out besides one. And then like a year later, I ended up coaching everyone in that group. How ironic. But I didn't have any direction. So I know when it comes to business, there are like our levels to this. When you're just starting out, you need the how. You, you need the how, you need some general direction. There's never one way of doing things. There's a million ways of doing the same thing. Uh, but I just need someone to be like, hey, here's my way. Here's why it works. Here's the education behind it. Now go do it. And that was not provided, which made me really mad. So I I had to kind of learn myself via trial, trial and error. I never asked for a refund, never asked for my money back. I was very scared of this person. I think that there was a lot of intimidation for just how the sales call went. And she taught, this is where everything got super icky, but she taught the get on like a hundred uh, discovery calls and you'll convert people. And like, and I'm like, I don't want to surprise people with a sale on a phone call. Like I want them to come to me and say, hey, I want what you have. That's how I've sold before, right? I don't want to sell like that. So there was so much misalignment. I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask the right questions when I first hired her, but, but now I know. And that experience really taught me what I don't want to be. And it was interesting because when I went into it, I thought that she was doing what I wanted to do. And she was really the example that I wanted to set and she was not. So it gave me a, a nice, nice reassurance that I, I do things differently and that what I do is so needed because no one teaches it the way that I do. So I went into uh, a bit of like a two month depression. I was so distraught at my experience with this coach. I I felt kind of hopeless in what direction I go next. Um, I had a bit of a cushion financially because I cashed out my 401k and I was just kind of like in this weird limbo. And so then I was like, okay, let's just try something. Let's just, let's just get scrappy with it. Like let's activate what you know works. And so what I know works is, is human connection, right? I I know how to create connection via content. So what I was doing was I was going into different Facebook groups that were public and I was asking people what advice I needed. I was giving free value. I was really showing up every single day. I was, I was broke. I was broke. I was showing up every single day, right? Like giving tips, you'd look at me and be like, damn, she's really killing it. And behind the scenes, I was like in fetal position in my office, crying my eyes out because I didn't know if this was going to work. I knew it was going to work, but I didn't know if it was going to work. Does this make sense? And I quit my job. So it was like, I was all in. And then I had one person who had reached out and was like, hey, I'd love more information on this, yada, yada, yada. And so her and I got to talking, naturally human connection, what I do best. And she wanted to work with me. So she wanted to work with me. It was awesome. This client ended up being a millionaire. So it was, it was pretty cool to, to watch her really blossom into a, a badass entrepreneur. And then from there, I got, I got three other clients. One person asked for a refund after the first week. Uh, so two clients. And I was so, I was so ecstatic. Like every single person who said yes to me, I was so happy. One thing that we do in the online space, in business in general, is we have goals, right? Which are good. My goal was $100,000. I think naturally that's everyone's first goal because people preach like, your first 100K, your first six figures. And that was my that was my goal. But what I didn't do was I didn't get mad whenever I didn't hit six figures, right? Like I celebrated every milestone leading up to that. 
my first client, my first two clients, my first three clients, my first four. So everything was, I celebrated. I, I showed so much gratitude for what I did that I was never like, Psh, well, only three people bought instead of 10. We do that. And I think that's very detrimental to what we attract because we're always in the lack mindset. I was always feeling abundant. I was just excited. I was just excited to serve. I was excited to show up. So I had launched, got three people in, and then I, nothing was consistent. But then I, I ended up launching it again, and I got three more people in. And those three end up being like long, long-term clients of mine, which was pretty cool. So like they came back and we worked together for like a year and it was just great. It was a great experience. But I got to a point where I knew that I wanted to hire a coach again. Okay. Even after my bad experience, six months had passed this point, I wanted to hire a new coach. I was petrified. I was petrified given my last experience, but I, I reminded myself, like, look at what I did. Sure, I invested a lot of money in that one person who did not pan out to be someone who is aligned with with how I did things, but I knew that I'm my biggest ROI. I see myself as an investment, not a gamble always. So I'll invest when it doesn't make sense. I'll invest when people are like, what the hell are you doing? Because I see if I can invest $1 to make $2, it makes sense to me. Therefore, if I invest 8,000, okay, to, to make 9,000, that feels good to me. So I was on Instagram and I came across this coach who was also a marketing coach. And I, I liked how like slower pace she was. I like how she wasn't very like loud and in your face. She was more like me. I'm very, very introverted. I'm very, very quiet unless I'm activated, right? I love to be activated. And I, I love the way she planned. I liked the way she showed up. So I had contacted her. And so, and, and mind you, I had the, the refund for this client was just going through. I didn't have, uh, I had negative $116 in my bank account. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I want to hire this woman. I, she was also two grand a month for, I think three months. I think that's what she was two, four, six. I believe that's what she was. And so I was like, okay, this feels aligned. I'm going to do it. And I sold another spot or I got another one-on-one client and it just like, it just worked out to pay for this, the first month. I didn't know how I was going to pay the second month or the third month had no freaking clue, but I knew I was going to get wedding money. So I figured like I could use that to help fund my, my next coach. So I had a plan in mind, but nothing was guaranteed. So I hired this new coach and my entire life changed. I want to explain what happened in the next episode of the rich man podcast. <laughs>